Hey, what's up, guys? We're back. This is Actualization Station. I'm Chris, and I just wanted to thank all of you guys that subscribed today. I was not expecting five new subscribers to come through in one day, but, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding, right? When we open ourselves and we surrender fully to the moment, we just kind of let things unravel themselves as they are, appreciate them just as they exist. In this very moment, we are golden. And everything works out just fine. And I want to invite you guys into these kinds of conversations more. Uh, let me turn the AC off here so we don't have that hush going on in the background. There we go. Got a little bit more peace and quiet for you guys. So, last episode, we talked about John Verveke. We talked about Rebel Wisdom. We talked about, let me see, Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. John Verveke's... John Brabake's uh, lectures and his insights and uh, the term relevance realization and how these tie into our ability to find meaning by centering ourselves, anchoring ourselves in this moment and attending to it most directly, most fully as we're, we're able. So I'm going to refer to a little bit of notes here and hopefully this isn't too distracting. I have this sense that we're all artists, so why limit the canvas? Why not trust the flow of life wholly, completely, and unveil ourselves absolutely, and be radically available to this moment? Because in our vulnerability there is unspeakable courage, there is heart beyond limit that allows us to go beyond mere limits, previously known bounds. You know, we, uh, those of us who have been so graced as to experience the wonder of art and how it can allow us to center ourselves into this, this deepest sense of being that humans seem to be capable of, uh, I encourage to go beyond the bounds of the canvas before you and bring that art into your life let life be your canvas. The cosmos is infinite as far as we can see, yet we still fear the ending, don't we? That term stroji that we talked about, a term from Zen Buddhism that I feel is, is always really helpful, really, really insightful because it allows us to see life. It's It's an invitation to recognize the inherent, inherent finite nature of life. And, you know, that idea that tomorrow could be your last. Why not live most fully today? Well, Shoji invites us to do that. So that's a reference back to Shoji. And uh, I also wanted to thank a good friend of mine for turning me on to all uh, to Paul Isaac today. I was just listening to his music and jamming along, and I'm definitely going to be learning this this uh, new song and uh, many more, I'm sure, because it's uh, it feels really good to sing along with this with this person, with this vibrant human, this very bright example of what's possible when we let go totally. You know how much we love when our 
artists surrender when uh, comedians, artists, musicians of all kinds, uh, when anybody really it lets their guard down completely, it lets you know that you're safe, you're in a good space. And it also feels like very congruent. It feels like this person is readily available for reality. They're, they're, they're good, they're safe to be around. They're probably also even gonna be able to, be able to help us um, overcome some challenges. And uh, you know, I just love seeing that in the world. Any expression of the transcendent as it shines through is absolutely synonymous with truth with a capital T, the highest truth, the most unspeakable truth. I know I'm repeating myself. I'm going to use adjectives here. We're going to be dancing around this thing for a while, guys. So join on the ride. What's a Monday? That was a thought that I'd written down. What's a Monday? Uh, today was, well, it was just Monday. Now it's actually uh, 1.24 in the a.m. on Tuesday. But yesterday was Monday, and I had a beautiful day. Um, Mondays don't have to bring us down. You know, it's, it's my uh, day off, so of course that makes it easier. But, um, and I know for most people it's the beginning of the work week, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. I'm going back to work tomorrow, and uh, that's cool. That's totally fine. Let's let's see Mondays as nothing but a day to celebrate Moon Day. And uh, let's try that one on for size. And, and not give it any other descriptions. In fact, we can you can take away that description too if you want. We don't have to define anything. We can allow rea- reality to present itself just as it is in this moment without uh, descriptors, without defining it, without describing it to ourselves, uh, without rating it, judging it, um, resisting it, uh, trying to tell a story about it to ourselves and getting, getting lost in the story of our chattering mind when it starts putting ourselves down or um, resist, resisting certain aspects of things that are happening in life? What if we don't describe things to ourselves and let them be just as they are and we kind of open our heart to the moment and make ourselves totally, completely available and open? You know, what happens when we are that vulnerable? I believe that it summons up insurmountable courage. It, it opens our heart to this indwelling strength within us, within us all, that is most powerful and most able. It's unbelievably congruent with the seeming underlying nature of reality. It's, it's in flow with it. It's, it's perfect. So that brings us to the golden rule I have a deep appreciation of Christianity, of Christ's teachings. How available, how open to surrender he was. There's this beautiful old painting. Uh, I, I don't recall who, who painted it, but it's, it's a beautiful expression. And, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen this before. You might not recall it as I describe it because it's not gruesome as it sounds, but in the image, it looks like Jesus is kind of like, his rib cage is totally open and his heart is there shining. And uh, wow, what a beautiful metaphor. What a powerful, powerful expression of that, that deep insight that when we open ourselves completely to life, we summon this incredible, beautiful, bright-hearted courage and the ability to provide endless encouragement and to feel so, so at peace with everything and everyone around us, regardless of what 
is happening with everything and everyone around us. We, we can become much more stable and grounded and deeply rooted in this sense of unconditional acceptance, unconditional love even. And what does it mean to live without conditions? You know, I love that idea, unconditional, without condition. Wow, that's, that's it. That's, that's allowing reality to exist just as, just as it is coming in. Just as it is coming in immediately through the senses before we interpret it. That's what I mean by not describing it to ourselves or defining it to ourselves. What if we just let it be just as it is? What happens then? What, what is life like? All of a sudden there's a nice piece to it. And of course the mind's going to continue trying to describe it. Just notice that the mind does that. How cool is it that the mind does that? And it does so in language, which it, which it has learned in uh, cultural uh, in, you know, uh, encapsulations, expressions, cultural uh, ideas and motifs that, that we uh, take on and uh, utilize when we're trying to describe things to ourselves. But let's, let's take away all of those tags and, and just let it be just as it is and feel the sense of this moment. It's a very familiar feeling that underlines, underlies everything. It's been there since we were kids. It's always been the same. It's ageless. It's just the apparent awareness of reality right now. Undescribed, uninterpreted. Just life, existence, being, or beingness. The ness of is, the ness of beingness. What is beingness? What is existence? What is isness? I am-ness, the feeling of am, the feeling of I. Who is I? Well, it just is, it just am, right? That's really fundamentally what we, what we are. Everything else is window dressing that goes on top of that. The ego, the personage, the sense of self, the cast image, the mirage that we all put on, that we communicate through, it's, it's useful, it's beautiful. But identifying with this and thinking that this is what we are, becoming attached to this and its notions, the ego's notions, these psychological sense of self's ideas about reality, becoming attached to this is painful for us. We feel like a wheel off kilter with a rut that isn't turning and rolling evenly. And we feel easily disrupted and we get off balance. How do we overcome that sense of imbalance? How do we supersede this sense of imbalance? How do we transcend? And that is by going within. So we get to this idea of the greatest teachers that I mentioned in the last podcast, but I didn't quite finish going through because I was allowing myself to just be led freely in whatever direction that the uh, communion was taking us. But I, I want to uh, continue to commune, commune with you guys most thoroughly and most, most ably. And that allows, that, that means that I have to allow myself to edit myself um, in free form. You know, I have to ex- exist right now as I am. I, I have to allow myself to live edit and uh, tweak and as we go because that's, uh, that's, that's life, that's messy, it's, it's real, it's, it's relatable, it's accessible and uh, I don't want to spend so much time trying to build this 
perfect podcast when the the only necessary real, really the most necessary thing that I can possibly do is just provide and share an invitation into looking within for yourself into this very moment so we talked about the greatest teachers and those are the ones that point they're not merely describing the ultimate nature of reality as as it uh, filters through their lenses of perception and their 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 ways of description but it is something that is ever available to us all that we can look into for ourselves that we can exist in that we can abide as and with for ourselves we can become a part of this without resistance this ongoing experience of life and hone our ability to express ever more openly in this moment and as i hope to to most effectively address to you guys today we are all artists so why limit the canvas let's go on a little bit here the initial spark for actualization station i mentioned to be the change we wish to see in the world to change this world from the inside out i find this to be the most effective way that we can approach the greatest challenges humanity faces and i know it might seem unrealistic that we are going to have to wake up each one of our nodes one at a time but uh i don't think it has to be all of us i just think it has to be enough of us for this for this period of unsettling tipsy topsy turvy uh, trial of existence that we're currently going through as a species this these concurrent crises crises that seem to be building and compounding upon themselves um partly due to our increasing technological grasp i think that we can attune ourselves to these challenges and counteract them through each one of us realizing that we're not our personages in fact we're constantly in flux and fluid and ever a- able to change and grow and adapt to the world and recognize ourselves in congruence with this cosmos and this planet and become better stewards and that's very real that's something that we have to do for ourselves because we can have a re- revolution tomorrow morning and overthrow every unjust aspect of every government but i i bet money <laughs> i bet everything that it will be corrupt again by the next morning if not sooner if not immediately because we are still subject to corruption within and that's just that's just what is that's that's okay too that's just part of the process it's where we're at as as a self-reflective species uh, hurtling through space around the star it's where we're at and we're doing remarkably well a lot better than we give ourselves credit for i think and we have these beautiful saving graces our love of and ability to create music our appreciation of sunsets our love 
for every child's smile that is inbuilt within us, that comes out so naturally. So, let's uh, get back into accordance with our most clear light of awareness and natural state of being. Have a more each day. Feel the layers of concern dissolve away and be transmuted. I uh, want to mention uh, and give a call out to Jordan Hall, who I learned about through Voice Club and Rebel Wisdom, and uh, was just totally blown away by his conversation with John Berbeke. Uh, wow, okay, so this guy's really keyed in, and he is uh, really um, deep into the process of recognizing, realizing, um, exemplifying, and exemplifying a way of being uh, that, that allows us to, may allow us to, may be the very thing that allows us to face these great challenges humanity faces. And it is uh, something akin to communication 2.0, as I was terming it last episode. I encourage you guys to look up Jordan Hall, uh, previously known as Green Hall, Jordan Green Hall. And uh, you can look up his conversation with John Verveke, or you can uh, look him up. Um, you can look him up on Medium, read his articles, or just look him up on YouTube and you'll find his channel. Uh, highly, highly recommended if you're interested in, uh, interested with uh, John Verveke. He, uh, as I mentioned last time, he's uh, addressing what he uh, terms the meaning crisis. And he has this series of lectures titled Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. And he really gets down into the nitty gritty. He's a very well studied um, professor uh, at the University of Toronto, a psychologist, psychologist. I'm not sure if he works in neuroscience as well, but he certainly has some understanding of, of uh, many fields of inquiry. and as well as Taoism, Buddhism, uh, Platonism, and he's finding ways to bridge gaps between these, uh, these technologies, these systems, these ways of understanding ourselves and becoming congruent with the world and with, with reality itself and finding meaning once again. And it's, it's a beautiful and brave thing that he's doing. Uh, we are going through a suicide epidemic right now and that I, I believe is due to uh, rampant nihilism that seems to be cropping up as a result of us having cut it up, cut out the uh, the roots from beneath us and and and, uh, and suggesting that I'm referring to how we are looking differently upon the moral systems that used to give us a sense of of meaning and something to rally around, something to agree on, something to guide us, a, a compass, a guidestone. What I'm suggesting now is that we learn how to do that from within as all of these teachings seem to all be suggesting. Um, living by that golden rule, being that change we wish to see, treating others as we would like to be treated. So let's change this world from the inside out, right? All right, so let's go. The greatest teachers point at, invite us to look within. They're not merely describing the ultimate nature of reality. They're not laying down rules. They're not necessarily even teachers. 
but they are really good pointers. They're very good at constantly turning the conversation back to looking, looking within for ourselves. And they'll constantly prompt us and open doors for us to do that. You will be able to recognize the greatest teachers, if we want to call them teachers or sages, whatever word you'd like to use. We can recognize them by that point of unification, that, that principle of pointing, of inviting, of opening doorways that, of course, we must, we must go through ourselves. There's no way to know this directly without doing so through your own point of awareness here in time and space. So yeah, there we go there. I'm uh, just going through my notes, uh, making sure that I cover everything that I, I kind of trailed off on last time as I was speaking really quickly and getting ahead of myself a little bit. <sighs> yes, pointing. Not merely describing, but pointing to invite us to look within, to directly inquire into the mystery of life through the very experience of being itself, beingness, the sense of I am. The sense of now, which is synonymous with the feeling of I am. This is always apparent, always available. And I mentioned last time how we're like speed skaters, skating a narrow bridge of ice. I didn't mention that part. That's kind of where we're at in this teetering point in history here at the pinnacle of human achievement, uh, where we face two paths, where one is perhaps long-term survival and even journeying on out, spreading out into space. Uh, There's plenty of room out there. And it seems that the stars call us back from whence we came. And I think that that could be a beautiful unifying mission for humankind as we also in turn learn to be greater stewards of the planet and ourselves and each other. But we are like speed skaters right now, or at least we gotta be. We gotta hone in and really be in a high state of flow and able to be relaxed, yet flowing and moving at a pace that is equal to the greatest challenges humanity faces. And we are great enough to be equal to this challenge, I believe, all of these challenges even, because there's so many profound expressions of truth that emits through human beings. And you can see it out there. If you look for it, you'll find it. So, this bridge of ice that we're on, that we're skating on, it's very narrow. We gotta, we gotta skate this straight and narrow path. And it's a bridge of ice that feels like it's falling out beneath us as we go. So we really do have to be okay with being vulnerable play this game, but this is the ultimate game. Like I mentioned last time, this is the central project of our time. And there's nothing greater that we could possibly be doing than becoming better human beings, I think. I believe, I know. What else is there? What's greater than that? It's it's good for you individually, it's good for family, it's good for friends, it's good for our larger societies, it's good for the world. And it feels good, so why not? Last time we talked a little bit about Shawshank Redemption and that message of hope. And uh, how cool is it that Shawshank Redemption is one of the most beloved movies of all time? I think that's something inherent to us, hope. It, it, it pulls us along even in the most dire of circumstances. You know, Andy and Shawshank waits for years patiently 
bides his time and then one night he escapes and ends up crawling through a sewage drain a mile of shit to come out clean on the other side I remember seeing the preview for that the first time when I was a kid like maybe around 10 or 12 years old and I remember seeing that scene where he's come, he's already out of the pipe and he's just standing there outside of the drainage pipe in the rain in the dark in the darkness it's pure darkness out there and there's just rain in him and you can see him with his arms wide open and this sense of bliss painted so clearly across his face perfect congruence he was in accord with life and didn't let it beat him down no matter what happened he got brought down sometimes but he never stayed down he always resurfaced and it's the ultimate message for us all right now we can do this i do see story as a deeper form of language i see art as a deeper form of language and artists at the cutting edge of trying to interpret understand sense into and deliver that back onto us we can all become engaged in that and it will help because we need the many angles as many angles as possible to understand life from so that we can become more considerate more broadly considering and thus inquisitive and insightful and sympathetic with one another and again able to work together to collectivize our intelligent our intelligence and to multiply its powers by merging our intelligence with one another by communing communion what's the word <laughs> communication and communion by communing communion i i can't say it there's a little mind block there on that one somehow because i'm i'm speaking live so there there's another shade of the mask that needs to come down a concern with speaking clearly enough and not sounding foolish for all of you we're all vulnerable here though regardless of whether we have guards up or not we're still vulnerable anyway right so there is communion available for us all with existence itself you never have to be lonely even more direct than story perhaps and and art is the immediate availability the immediate truth and there was a sage in the 20, 20th century actually in the 1900s that was named Ramana Maharshi who at the age of 14 awoke to the fundamental nature of reality and did so by imagining that he was dying for god knows what reason but he did he was willing to face that and and go all the way into it you know that as soon as you start doing that that's something that your mind immediately kind of like breaks and reverts from doing but um try it sometime without laying baggage over it but but just recognize the fact that you are going to die we're all going to die and that's okay knowing that we're dying like one on the deathbed allows us to most fully embrace our loved ones and be completely open and available to them because we know there's there's nothing there's no time left and everything's at stake i must say what i feel right now and and be as real as possible as honest and available as possible what if we lived every day like that as though it could be our last that's uh 
getting back to that, that term stroji that we were discussing earlier. Well, Ramana Maharshi, one of his disciples once asked him, how are we to deal with others? And Ramana's answer was three words. There are no others. <laughs> there are no others, he said. There are no others. You know, it's the golden rule. Treat others as, as you want to be treated. But it's, uh, it's a step even deeper. Um, there are no others. We are this outgrowth of earth. We are earthlings. We are this universe experienced in itself as self-reflective beings that grew out of it. Literally, quite literally, we are the universe. The universe consists of what? Time, space, uh, planets and stars and, and um, the things that grow out of some of those planets, at least ours, as far as we know. <clears throat> and that is the most profound mystery, the greatest miracle. Even if you don't want to get religious about it, it is the most marvelous thing, most worthy of marvel indeed. It is endless, it is infinite, it is beyond encapsulation, it always has been as far as we can tell and always will be because it preceded time and space, existence that we are in here, that exploded out from some point, well that point, I believe it exists in all of us. Love you guys. It's been great sharing this moment with you and uh, I'm going to get off and uh, get on to bed, but I encourage you again, like and subscribe and help this podcast reach more people and let's change this world from the inside out. Talk to you soon.